This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the day after Christmas. That's right, it's the 26th of December. New Year's is just around the corner and I hope everybody had themselves a fantastic Christmas. As you can see, I'm still disheveled from the holidays. I won't lie to you. I'm recording this on Christmas. I was able to step away from the family for 20 minutes to record a podcast. My family currently, after opening all the gifts, is watching Jesse. That old Nickelodeon show, I believe it was. Maybe Disney. I don't know. What do you want from me? Anyway, big news to talk about. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. And I think what made your holiday season even better was the Lions 30-24 victory over the Vikings because it's official. The Detroit Lions are NFC North champions. You see that? We'll keep blinking it for a little while. You deserve to see it. That's right. Champions won the division for the first time in 30 years, won the NFC North for the first time ever. Do you realize you don't? Because I've never talked about it before. But the last time the Lions won a division was all the way back in 93. I was a junior at high school, West Bloomfield High School. I remember the Lions won the last game of the season against the Packers, 30-20, to which got themselves the division at a home playoff game. The next week, the home playoff game was not on TV. How do I know this? Because I was stuck at some stupid Saturday science fair school crap while the Lions are playing a playoff game that's not on TV. It wasn't sold out. It was when the blackout rule still existed. That was the Sterling Sharp game. Remember when Sterling Sharp was wide open, Brett Favre at the very end of the game launched a pass, somehow Chris Spielman's in coverage, Lions lose in inexplicable ways. That was another version of it. Lions lost that football game. So yeah, they won the division. But they lost the playoff game, a playoff game they should have won. And I remember thinking at that point, okay, listen, it's agonizing. It sucks. Two years before they went to the NFC title game. But you know what? This is a good football team. They're going to be back. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? When I'm 48 years old, I'm sure the Lions will have already had three titles and multiple divisional titles. All kinds of home playoff games. Could you imagine a young Jeff Rieger back then 
not realizing that he had 30 years of hell in store for him. All the agony, all the torment, all the god-awful football, all the mismanagement, all the nonsense. One win doesn't take it away. But it sure makes you feel a hell of a lot better about being a Lions fan today, doesn't it? You know, there's all these Lions fans that say they're going to leave. They become Bronco fans like my brother. They become Niners fans like Rico who works at the station. They become Steelers fans like David who works at the station. We all know people that have done it. Maybe you've done it yourself. You got sick and tired because the Lions stunk for such a long time that you decided to find yourself a B team. And next thing you know, you love the B team more than you love the Lions. Well, all the people that stuck around, all the people that would never jump ship, all the people that remain Lions fans through all the agony, this one's for you. You deserve this because finally, finally, after 30 freaking years, they win a division. How about that? And what a game it was. Lions win at 3:24, and there's so much to talk about. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the game other than it was exciting. You knew the Minnesota Vikings were going to be a wounded animal. They needed to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. I don't care if they had a backup quarterback or a third-string quarterback or not. You knew it was going to be a tough game going to their place. They needed to win, and they got a very good defense. And then the Lions put up 30 on their defense. Like what stuck out to me about the game was a couple things. There were some same old Lions elements that could have turned really bad, but they didn't. And then there was an offense that I just don't think when healthy can be stopped. So the Lions put up 30. Jared Goff was awesome. 257 in the air, 30 of 40 and one touchdown. A QBR or a rating rather of 99 points. And his offensive pieces are so good. How good is Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs, 15 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. He's got such moves. He's impossible to take down. He's got unreal speed. And then he also caught a couple more balls for 20 more yards. Jameer Gibbs is such a weapon. But it's not just him. The Lions have so many weapons. David Montgomery took a big shot to the head, it looked like. He missed some of that game, still 55 yards on the ground. He got a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown does what he does. 106 in the air. He got a touchdown. And how about Jamison Williams, by the way? Just continues to get better and better and better. He's no longer one play a game type of guy. If you remember last week against Denver, he had seven targets. On Sunday, he had five targets. Make that six. He caught five balls for 43 yards, and he's tough to break down as well. So you look at this offense, and when healthy, Jared Goff and his weapons, Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, Williams, Khalif Raymond, and I'm not even talking about Sam Laporta yet, who didn't have a great game on Sunday, but still, he's been a magnificent, transcendent rookie tight end. You add it all together, this offense cannot be stopped. This offense, when healthy, cannot be stopped. We gave you this stat in other podcasts about the offensive line. When the offensive line is healthy, this offense is going to put up points because there's so many weapons. It's impossible that they don't. 
and you're looking at a Vikings defense that was holding teams to 17 to 19 points, Lions put up 30 on them. The Vikings defense that can get to the quarterback. A Vikings defense that have shut some pretty good offenses down. A Vikings defense that only allowed 30-plus points one time this season other than that game, the Lions game, and that was early in the season to the Eagles. And they went to the Super Bowl last year. The Lions lit up a Vikings defense that's really good. I'm a firm believer, and we can get to this as we move forward, but when that offensive line is healthy and now 6-0, and when they all play together, this offense cannot be stopped. And for that, you should have massive hope moving forward. As far as the game is concerned, Lions won the coin toss. They took the football, and they went on a magnificent drive. 14 plays, 75 yards, took off 747 off the clock. In fact, Lions had three to four really long, sustained, time-sucking drives, which was awesome to see. Lions had a 10-point lead in the first half. I think a lot of people, including myself, thought it was over. Vikings were able to come back because they got Justin Jefferson more involved. They were missing guys. Addison got hurt during the game. See ya. TJ Hawkinson, the former Lion, got hurt during the game. See ya. Somehow, someway, the Vikings just continued to move the football. If there's one thing that you want to worry about because it's what you do, you're a Lions fan, you can worry a little bit about the defense, I guess. Nick Mullins, a backup quarterback, threw for 400-plus yards, 411 in the air and two touchdowns. So you can get down on the defense and the ability to stop the pass. However, they did get four picks. Kirby Joseph got two of them, including one where – during his pick return, he was celebrating just like this. He's like Superman. I thought it was awesome. Other people got upset about it. But Kirby Joseph had two. Brian Branch had one. And Ify Melanfonru had the biggest play of the season. And by the way, before we get into it, how good has he been? He's played in the last three games. He's absolutely game-changing. Ify Melanfonru. And I did the post-game show on Sunday with Jennifer Hammond from Fox 2. She calls him Iffy Melon Final. Wow. Because he's pretty damn impressive. Makes you go, wow. Five tackles on Sunday. Two sacks. Two pass deflections. Two tackles for a loss. Two quarterback hits, including the pick. Lions were up 10 in the first half. In the second half, after trailing in the third quarter, they go down, they score a touchdown, they take the lead, they miss a field goal. Now, mind you, the Lions did make a kicker change. They cut Patterson, and they brought in Badgley. Badgley got his extra point blocked. So it's a six-point game after the Vikings kick a field goal. Lions end up having the punt in the fourth quarter. Vikings get the ball back. And I think a lot of people were thinking to themselves, crap. It's going to happen again, isn't it? In a game that you should win, in a game that you played really well, in a game that you dominated portions of, you're going to lose this football game in awful disaster fashion. I mean, you're a Lions fan. You just don't forget about these feelings. Last year, third game of the season, I believe it was, Lions go to Minnesota. Dan Campbell makes a ridiculous decision to allow his kicker to go out and kick a field goal. He can't. Next thing you know, Vikings end up winning the game last seconds. Do you remember that? Yes, that's happened over the course of our life. So there was no reason not to think that it wasn't going to happen again on Sunday. Six-point game. Vikings take the football. 
nerves all across Detroit. All anybody wants to do is go enjoy their Christmas dinner. Go open up the gifts the next day. Nobody wants to deal with this crap. Vikings take over. They get a first down. And on second and 10, at their own 33, Romeo Aquara comes through the line and sacks Nick Mullins. Ball out of his hand. It's free. John Kaminsky's got it. But he doesn't. He did not fall on it. Tried to pick it up. Vikings recover. Not a big deal. Vikings looking at third and 27. Drive's going to stall. Lions going to win a division. All is good until Nick Mullins heaves a ball down the left side for Justin Jefferson for 28 yards in quadruple coverage. Well, it might have only been double coverage, but I think it was quadruple coverage. It was a ridiculously amazing catch. It was awesome. It was heartbreaking at the same time because then if you only had rumblings of a belief that the Vikings were going to come back and win this football game, that belief became stronger and stronger. Another first down for the Vikings. And then on the Detroit 30-yard line with 58 seconds to go, down by six because the Lions missed the extra point. Nick Mullins having a chance to be the hero. Keep Minnesota's playoff hopes alive. Send Detroit home unhappy and not believing of this football team. You probably thought, oh my goodness, they lose that game. They're going to lose the division. It's going to be SOL. What happened? Let's let Dan Miller tell you. Mullins takes the shotgun snap. He's back. Mullins looking. Pressure comes. Stepping up. Looking. Throwing deep downfield. It is picked up by the Lions. Intercepted. Coming back the other way. Ifatu Malafanwu, this is going to be over. Lions are going to win it. Lions are bringing the NFC North title back to Detroit. How about that? That play, people, is going to go down as a Detroit great sports moment. Like, we talked about this the other day, why I want the Lions to play the Rams, because I truly want another big-time moment that we can sink our teeth into. It's been like two decades. How about that moment? That's Maglio sending the Tigers to the World Series. That's Steve Eiserman's blue line shot against the St. Louis Blues. That's Kurt Gibson and hitting the homer against Goose when Sparky yelled, Hey, I want to walk you! Hey, I want to walk you! That's a huge moment. Lions win the game 30-24. They come away with four picks. The offense was magnificent once again. And now you have a couple of weeks to mess with seeding. You're currently the two seed. You play Dallas next week. Dallas has lost two games in a row. They're going to be a very hungry football team. You got yourself a real test. For all the people that don't believe the Lions are for real, well, you're going to find out next week because Dallas does not lose at Jury Dome, and the Lions are going to have a chance to beat them. And with that offense, and if they're healthy, I give the Lions a really good chance to beat them. Now, you might be saying to yourself, God, Rieger, drink that blue Kool-Aid. Well, if you can't drink the blue Kool-Aid on a day like today, then when the hell can you? But let's get back to the celebration. 30 years, your father dealt with the disgust of this team. Your uncle dealt with the disgust of this team. Your family, your friends, your mother, your sister. It's been tough being a Lions fan. And now you get to celebrate a division. A division. There was always things the Lions couldn't do. 
All these things as a Lions fan, you knew they could do. They can't win a playoff game. Oh, no, 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 no. One since 1957. They can't get a home playoff game. Oh, no, 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 no. They can't win a division. Well, they just checked that off the list. And they're going to get a home playoff game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right now, it would be against the Seahawks because you're the two seed. They're the seven seed. The Rams, of course, in the mix as well. But during this season, the Lions have done a great job on social media with keeping their fans abreast of how these celebrations post-game are. And if you watched them all throughout the course of the season, then you definitely got to watch the last one. If you haven't seen it yet, well, I want to play it for you. Go to Detroit Lions on Twitter or on YouTube. You can watch it for yourself. But Dan Campbell, after the game, when all these players finally win the division for the first time since 30 years, they've been asked about it. They've heard about it. They know the history, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson, who is only in his second, third year, whether it's a guy like Taylor Decker, who's been around forever. Everybody has been asked by one point or another by the media, why can't you win the division? What would it be like to win the division? Here was Dan Campbell, who, by the way, always said it was going to be about the division this year. You never forget your first one. And there's a lot of you in here, right? The first collectively, man. We didn't know coming into this season, there's a lot of new guys, right? We had some core foundation. But, man, you find your new brothers, right? And you build from the ground up. And you've already developed through the core, which we did, man. We knew this wasn't going to be easy. You guys came in and earned it, and you've earned it all year. Give me the old guard up here right now. Come on, Dak. Decker. Come on, Dak. Germ. Tracy. 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 Whenever you do something like what we just did, it's special. It don't matter, man. And it don't matter how many you win in a row. They're special. But I can tell you this. When you're part of the organization, and it's been 30 years 30 since you won a fucking championship. It's special, man. And these guys have been fucking dying for it and waiting for it, man. It's for you, baby. This first one's for you. The rest of you be the Enjoy, brother. Hey, it's been a long time coming. And it feels good. And you know what? Now everybody fucking respects us and everybody better fucking fear us. Let's go, Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions. All right, so I like that, by the way. Everybody fucking fears us. Everybody fucking respects us. You didn't hear the F word because they bleeped it out, but I'm allowed to say it, right? Great speech by Taylor Decker. Great speech by Dan Campbell. How fired up must they be? And the great thing is they're just getting started. And again, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. I fully admit that. But after you win the division for the first time in 30 years, you deserve to go a little crazy. I think this team can be a deep postseason team. I think this team could get to the NFC title game. Let me tell you why. Yeah, the defense gave up 411 to Nick Mullins, but they're only going to get better. They still find a way to get four picks. Other than that, they're getting reinforcements. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to be back maybe as soon as next week in Dallas. 
Ali McNeil's going to be back, your best defensive tackle. James Houston, we think, is going to be back, add some help to the defensive line. And the defense continues to get better with Ify Mellon and Fon Wu. How good has he been? He's been outstanding. Vildor at corner has been very good for this team as well. Aaron Glenn made some adjustments. You saw the exotic blitzes continue against the Minnesota Vikings. They found ways to get home yet again. That's now two games in a row where they're putting massive pressure on the opposing quarterback. Four sacks. Four sacks the Lions got. It's great to see. So I think the defense is only going to get better when they get more help. And it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be semi-good. And then the offense, people, the offense is so special. This offensive line, when they play together, they block so well for Jared Goff. Jared Goff has time to pick a defense apart. And so many weapons, we already talked about it. But Jared Goff can kill you in so many different ways. He wants to go to JMO. He wants to go to Amon Ra. He wants to get you with a guy like Laporta, Gibbs. Demo, this offense is going to be tough to stop in the postseason. And they got a real test on Sunday to prove to everybody that they're legitimate. And more than just being legitimate, you got to beat the Cowboys because if you do, you're going to get the two seed. And if you get the two seed, you got two playoff games at home if you win the first one. The great thing about it, I don't think you can get the one. San Francisco would have to lose two of their remaining three. I'm recording this on Christmas. They have yet to play the Ravens just yet, but I don't think they'll lose two of the remaining three games. So the one seed is probably out of the mix, but the two seed, you went out, you're getting the two seed. You beat Dallas, then go beat Minnesota. And that game for Minnesota probably isn't going to be much because they're not going to make the postseason. You're just getting started. I want to know from you, how did it feel? First time in 30 years. What'd you do? How'd you feel? What were the emotions? That's number one. But number two, how far can this team go? We asked if they were for real after the Denver win, right? After playing six weeks of kind of up and down football. I think this Minnesota victory is so impressive. And again, I understand defensively they got thrashed by a backup quarterback. I totally get it. But to go into their place when their life is on the line and take it from them, that's pretty fucking impressive. Two impressive games in a row. And now 6-0 and with that offensive line plays together. We kept hearing about Brian Flores. Very good DC for the Minnesota Vikings. Jared Goff struggled severely against Brian Flores' defenses over the course of his career. Didn't matter. 75% on Sunday. 30 of 40, 257, one TD, only got sacked once. You got to be happy. You got to feel good. For everybody in the organization, for every fan out there, it's been such a long time coming. The other thing I'll hit on, then we'll let you go. I know we've gone too far already. We've gone too long already. But how about the threesome, if you will, of Sheila Ford, Brian Holmes, and Dan Campbell? It's been 30 years since you won the damn division. But they were able to give it to you in three. Taking over from the train wreck, that was Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. You knew that team. It was depleted of any talent at all, for the most part. They took over 
a garbage football team. Three years later, they won the division. How impressive is that? From Brad Holmes going out and drafting and trading and finding diamonds in the rough to Sheila Ford sticking up for Dan Campbell last year. Like Sheila Ford, do you remember a couple of years back, they were honoring Kelvin Johnson. Sheila Ford was speaking to the crowd at Ford Field. She got booed so loudly and she just stood and took it. It's the drop you've heard on our radio station. It's all right. It's all right. Lions fans, it's all right. She knew what she was doing. She knew that the Lions fans had to unleash their anger on her. She allowed it to happen for everything that happened under her parents' watch, whether it was Martha, whether it was William, correct? How bad the team had been, how frustrated the fan base had gotten. Then after that, she went to Dan Campbell's defense. Last year, they're one in five. People are saying, fire Dan Campbell, including myself. She decided to talk to reporters. Not like Tom Gorris did, by the way, only talked to like three reporters, handpicked throughout the course of the night, so nobody would know about it. No. Sheila decided after practice one day to stick up for her head coach. They lost the next game and then won eight of 10. And this year, they're 11 and four, an 11 win football team. How about Sheila Ford? She learned from her parents, did not work out with her parents. She's doing things her own way. And nobody complains about the ownership anymore, do they? No, because you just won the division. Why would you? Brad Holmes has been just awesome, remarkable. And then Dan Campbell, now 25 games without a losing skin. After every loss, all they do is start new winning streaks. I've never seen anything like it. This guy should be coach of the year. The other thing, too, is Brad Holmes said before the season, we can win the NFC North. It's always been about the division with this team. And they just lived up to the hype. That's a rare thing. It really is. To be able to say something insinuate that you're going to do something and then pull it off pretty damn impressive and with two weeks left there's so much more to play for so this happened on christmas eve where they clinched the division i hope everybody enjoyed themselves but just know there's more to come including a home playoff game maybe two hell dare i say maybe three lions win at 30 24 they got a division how you feeling people how far can this team go? Let me know in the comments. We've already gone way over the time limit, if you will. So we'll get the comments tomorrow. I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. We do have to do a Pistons podcast. I know. I'm sorry. But Tom Gorris finally spoke. It was laughable, embarrassing, disgusting, all at the same time. So we'll do that later on in the week, maybe tomorrow. But enjoy this. First time in 30 years, NFC North champions, truly remarkable. I will catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. Happy holidays, everybody. Goodbye.